course it is. What else would my ringtone be? That's awesome. All right. Um, all right, you ready? Yeah. Usually we have more small talk first. What am I going to... Yeah, we got no, what's going on with the... We need the banter. I know. Where, where is the... <laughs> You know, we had it sitting on the couch. We, we can banter about Nick Robinson. <laughs> oh my gosh, that yeah. dude is all over the internet right now. I know, guy. but like he's, I mean, not a boxer. <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't mean he's any less an athlete. He got knocked out. He got yeah. knocked the <laughs> f out. That fight was better than the Tyson fight. Listen, were you a little disappointed in the Tyson fight? Yeah, because yeah. Roy Jones. Was scared, mm-hmm. and I truly would never want to complain when I went to somebody else's house, you mm-hmm. know, and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. Joe and I talked about it the whole way home. Like that was a very disappointing. That is not what we wanted to see, and I don't think that's the fight Mike Tyson wanted well, to have. The other fights were better. Yeah, they just were. I mean, that happens very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Roy Jones was not trying to get hit by Mike Tyson. He was like, "Why was he there?" And then he, Mike Tyson was like, "Oh, we could do it again, mm-hmm. right now." Roy is not doing that. <laughs> He, he got away without getting hit in the head too uh-huh. much. Yeah. He's not doing that again. Golly, but it was boring. It was. Because Roy Jones kept hugging him. Kept hugging him. Mike Tyson looked old. And he, you know what he looked like? More than he looked old, he looked like somebody that had lost 100 pounds. He did, yeah. Didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 His skin and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. Doesn't bounce but back. Saying, That's why I'm just going to stay fat. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll go with that too. <laughs> it cracked I, me. I don't want to. I don't want to look like Tyson. I yet. know. I don't want to look like Mike Tyson. All right. Uh, welcome to season one, episode nine of the Strongly Worded Podcast. I'm Sue O'Lear, and I am Johnny Hampton, and we are here in our breakfast nook studio. <laughs> it is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. 2020. Did you have a good weekend, Johnny? Yeah, it was all right. You know, got to eat, spend yeah. time with friends and family, coach yep. a little basketball. Mm-hmm. So it was a good weekend. Yep, it was. Now you have to go back to work. I know. Carolyn and I looked at the calendar, and we have three full weeks before we have another holiday day off. Yeah, but they get like a week off. They get two weeks off. Is it two weeks? Yeah. Wow. A lot of Fortnite's going to be played at my home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't mind a short week at work. Nah. I really don't. I mean, it's... I'm going to have to request Christmas Eve off because we don't get that. We get one day for Christmas now. Yeah. And it's on... It's Christmas on Friday this year. So if I you, think so. We can have long weekends. Because mm-hmm. last year, I remember it being hard to come back and work that Friday. Yeah. So I'm going to try to turn it into a long So weekend. my assistant and I, even though I have the seniority... Uh, I still wanted to divvy up the holidays in a yeah. way that we were both happy with. And I said I would work the Thanksgiving because she wanted to go see her kids in North Carolina for Thanksgiving. And so I uh, am not working New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. New Year's Eve is always the one I wish they would let you go home early because you are not. Because sometimes they don't. And what are you doing there on New Year? Nobody's working. Nobody's working. And your mind is only thinking about going home and doing whatever you do. Right. I right. Don't, I don't understand why they just don't give that day off to. I know. America. The man. 
So let's tell our listeners what we decided to talk about today, sort of stemming from our Tom Cruise debate of the last episode. So in our last episode... <laughs> last week on Strongly Worded. <laughs> Sue disparaged a great American icon. Oh, Lord, please. You give by, him that much power? By, Tom Cruise? By the name of Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom, what's his name? Thomas Mathers? It, it, no, I don't, like I don't know, Charlie. He's Tom Cruise to me. Okay. And part of the reason was, she said, you know, all that Scientology, which got me to thinking you know, about this topic. How do we or can we separate a celebrity's work from their personal life? Mm -hmm. And that, of course, I think will stem some wonderful tangents and conversations. Now, clearly, one of us can... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know that you always should either. No, I mean... Depending. Yeah, and that's the thing, like... Some people, I can. So, for instance, Bill Cosby, right? He's in jail right now for rape. But if the Cosby show comes on, I'm watching it. Really? I got to. And that's because, for me, growing up, the Cosby show was a symbol of something I didn't see a lot on TV. They had a black family. He was a doctor. Mm-hmm. She was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kids all went to college, brownstone home in Brooklyn. The symbolism was great. So for me, the body of work, I can look at that and say, I like the show, I don't like the man. However. And that one would be tough for me. You couldn't watch the Cosby show? That one would be tough for me. Only because of? Yeah, because of his crimes and because I would, mm-hmm. I would look and see the monster in the artwork, which leads me to another point. Mm-hmm. I read an article. <laughs> <laughs> I read an article preparing for this conversation just mm-hmm. to kind of get things moving. And I am going to post it in the group, and it will be in the show notes. I think it was a really fabulous article. Um, It was on Vox.com, written by uh, Constance Grady. And she opens by saying, How do I reconcile aesthetic pleasure with moral disgust? Mm. Which of my feelings will win? What do I do with art that I love that was created by a monster? That's deep. (laughs) Isn't it? And that's, you know, that's Bill Cosby in a nutshell. Right? Yeah. Um, for me, you know, he also created another show called A Different World, mm-hmm. which is the first time for me in my young life that I saw people of color all together at a imaginary, historically black college. Mm-hmm. And I always say, with all these reboots going on, why can't I get a reboot of A Different World? And the reason probably is, is because Cosby created it. Yeah. And so no one's going to touch that, which I think is sad. Because mm-hmm. I think we would all, we could actually use that reboot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think people take it on a case-by-case basis. I can't listen to R. Kelly music. And I love that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to see him in concert 
I don't know, three, four years ago. And then I lost my mind when he sung some of my favorite songs. Yeah. And then that documentary came out. Yep. And well, you'd you'd heard the stories before the documentary yeah, but, came out. You know, you heard the stories. He married Aaliyah, and you you heard stories, but none of them were concrete. People say, "Oh, how could, how did you not know?" In the 1990s, they didn't have all that stuff. Like they didn't have all this social media and people reporting everything, and so we just didn't believe it, I guess. Then you see this documentary where all of these women are talking about. It's like, no, nah, I, I can't listen to those songs anymore because they're love songs. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't know if he wrote them. Right. About little girls. Right. But sometimes I do miss my R. Kelly, man. And if, and if I'm listening to Penn uh, radio station, if it comes up, I, I won't turn it off. I'll admit. But I won't, I won't put it on in my car, though. But Would you buy another R. Kelly no. song? No, I would not. No, I would not. But he's one man. So when you say you're not going to watch the Cosby show anymore, there's a lot of other people in that show mm -hmm. also Yep. that weren't rapists. That were not rapists. Yeah, I know. That one is, uh, it is probably because of the nature of his crime that I have a harder time separating that mm. than perhaps others. Um, but yeah, I, I, it would be very distracting to me. I have not tried to watch an episode of the Cosby show since he what? went to jail. Like it's where not on it? anywhere, right? <laughs> exactly. Where is it? It's not on. So, I mean, and that, and that's, I think we pick and choose who we do that to, right? Well, you're making some of my points for me. Absolutely. We do. Yeah. I mean, because I know people who've gotten in trouble. Like I, I, I actually researched James Brown before we did came we? Him. Did you? And there's an article that um his daughter I think his daughter wrote and she said, I watched James Brown beat my mother. Everyone loves James Brown still. Okay. Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson, he was acquitted. But there's some things there. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. Bill Cosby gone. He, they, we, we threw him overboard. Now I had issues with Bill Cosby anyway. Because some of the things he would say, his social commentary, I didn't always like. Mm -hmm. But the Cosby show to me is like, I don't know, it's very special. Mm -hmm. So it would be hard for me not to watch that. Yeah. Well, this article that I read is uh, told through the lens of the author's favorite movie which is? for a period of time, which was Edward Scissorhands. Mm. And it was a really beautiful comparison. I, I don't know who this person is that wrote the article, but I just thought it, it was written really beautifully and the different theories she explored from literary and artistic criticism over the years uh, and then inserting those theories into her appreciation for that film. It's just written really well and it'll make you think about some things if you take the time to That's a good to film. So who's the monster? Johnny Depp? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and so she speaks specifically about the scene, and it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, where um, Johnny, Johnny's care, where Edward um, hurts his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. and But the audience is meant to feel Bad his pain. Because he got the scissor hands. Right. I've actually and, seen that movie like multiple times. Yeah, and it hurt him to hurt her. Right. And so, you know... She she takes an interesting look at some of the different theories throughout literary criticism, and one of them, 
Uh, the new criticism says there is nothing worthwhile to be gained from thinking about the way uh, an author or creator relates to their text, that the work mm. in and of itself is pure, that the rest is irrelevant. So that is one theory that she kind of examined her appreciation of this film. So, and that's kind of how I feel about the Cosby show mm -hmm. in general. Like the work in itself is pure, even if the guy is crazy. <laughs> I mean, well, and you're right. I mean, there was a whole cast. There was a whole series of writers. There was, I mean, a whole production team. Right. But then I sit there and start to think about the things that I've read about Lisa Bonet's feelings about Bill Cosby. Yeah. And that becomes inserted as well. Mm. They had it. Yes. Right. You know, I wonder about the other girls. I mean, had had he met any of them under a different circumstance, could he have committed a, the the let the crime against any of them. I will never know that. Well, yeah, that, so, but I want to get back to Johnny Depp for a second. Mm -hmm. Not Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yes. Have all these issues, right? Yes. Like he sued her. And I think at the time that she wrote this article, mm -hmm. it was early on, and the allegations were squarely placed against Johnny Depp. Right. Okay. So this, do, I think this article is a couple years old. Because he had to give up his role yeah. in the Fantastic Beasts yep. because of this. Mm -hmm. And do we know for sure that he's done the things? I think that what we know for sure is that things were done. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it is uh, a specific incident with a specific person and a sp specific dynamic. I mean, we didn't hear stories like this out of his longstanding relationship with the mother of his kids. No. I mean, he... And they dated, were together for a long time. He's also dated who Winona Ryder. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say... I can't think of her name. She's on The Crown right now. Mm-hmm. Man. Helen something or other. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it Helena Bonham Carter? That's oh, it. right. Yeah, she's I, the I Tim Burton. I think he dated her, too. I, yeah. And I don't, none of those people have come. That doesn't mean anything, though. No, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. And I'm certainly not doing anything to say don't believe people who, I mean, right. whatever. I'm, I, I am not super well-versed in this situation, and I don't really have a strong feeling one but, way or another. But, but if but, you compare Johnny Depp then to the director, like, what's his name? Roman Polanski? Mm -hmm. Who raped an underage girl mm -hmm. and then your boy Tom Cruise got in one of his movies yep <laughs> he was still able to direct movies mm -hmm. and that's why I say like I mean he doesn't live in the United States he, he has chosen where he's where he lives based on the fact that he can't be extradited right yet these American companies are still mm -hmm. releasing his movies right or they, they were I don't know if he's is he, still, I, is he still alive? He is, and was in the news recently because I feel like he was. There was discussion of, or he was awarded, or discussion of awarding him a lifetime achievement. <laughs> and this is <laughs> something what, like that. So I don't this know. is what I'm saying. Like, how do we decide who gets this? We don't want to support them anymore, mm -hmm. and who doesn't? Right. Another theory. Would you like one? I would. Um, and these are obviously. Um, I mean, I didn't pull out books and read word for right. word. These are purely inspired theories from this one article I read. But um, the author says that postmodernism is the idea that the creator is of, of the work of art is actually dead. Once it's created, uh, the whole work only exists between the person 
viewing it and the work itself. So in this situation, again, it's just another way I think of saying that whatever might have happened between Johnny and his girlfriend outside of the work, like at home, doesn't exist in the context of Edward Scissorhands. It's irrelevant. It's not. And I, I believe that in most cases. But if, see, I never saw the movie Eye, Eyes Wide Shut because it, it was never something that appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that movie? I did, but I couldn't tell. Years and years. I mean, it's. Like, didn't, like, didn't that movie have, like, them in costumes and mm-hmm. sex and all that? Mm-hmm. This is a guy who raped a girl. Yeah. So how do you watch a movie like that right. and separate? That's the thing with R. Kelly. You see what I'm saying? Like, Did you ever see Last Tango in Paris? No. There is a, a supposedly simulated sex scene that was um, the brainchild of Marlon Brando and the director that mm-hmm. they didn't tell the young actress about ahead of time because they wanted her fear to be real. That's crazy. Probably was a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably worked. If you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I am actually blushing telling you about it. He, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I haven't he, seen the movie. He he anally rapes her using a stick of butter. In the scene? Mm-hmm. Now that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Is, is that some kind? Like I haven't seen the movie, so forgive me if I'm being ignorant. But is this some? This is a classic movie. Yeah, I won't be watching that. No. <laughs> I won't be watching them treating a young lady like a turkey. <laughs> what, is, what is happening? Right. Who, right. De- yeah. Who decides this stuff? Yeah, so, Marlon Brando. Right. The Godfather is the one I'm watching that. Uh-huh. I wish you never told me about this stick of butter. Uh-huh. I can't believe you didn't know. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. So to further talk about this postmodernism idea, like she says that when, um, like take Woody Allen or Roman Polanski, oh, for man. example, right? When we focus on the impropriety, we're giving away two types of power. We're giving away interpretive power of the work um, because they are still controlling how, how we interpret it. And we give away institutional power. Um, you know, basically saying that they can treat people however they want without consequence. And so to, to recognize who they are outside of the work, you know, to even think about it, to even consider you know, who Woody Allen or Roman Polanski are outside of their work is to, is to make it all okay. Like we got to just block it out. Take the work for work's sake. I think there's certain things you can't block out. So if someone, like for instance, Chris Brown, Mm. he beat up Brianna. He was young, right? They were very young. It's never happened again, as far as we know, right? No one's reported it. And he's back to being a big star. If he rapes Rihanna, I don't know if he comes back from that. So I think there are certain things you can block out. And I guess this is now answering my question, like how do we decide? We decide based on our own moral compass, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly there are going to be issues that are more bothersome to some to others because, for example, in the case of Bill Cosby, I can imagine that happening to me or my daughter. 
I don't know if it can happen in this day and age, though. And that's when well, I well, rape can happen. Rape can. I happen, mean, somebody but, could slip. I, we train our daughters not to let oh, strange men buy them drinks. I've been telling. I've been telling Tiara that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're, and we're inviting it. nail polishes that can be stuck into drinks that turn color that Ti- if they detect something. Tiara I mean, might have been like 11 years old. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. don't let anyone get you anything at a party. Right. You can go get your own punch. You can go get your... Mm-hmm. But I... So, I don't want to sound like a Bill Cosby apologist because I don't really like the man that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to be honest. Because some of the things he's, he's said about the black community over time, I've not liked. Mm-hmm. But I also acknowledge that in that time period, he's doing these things, 70s, 80s. That thing was the war. I mean, it was the wild, wild west. That doesn't make it right. But I could understand how he... (laughs) I can't understand how you take advantage of a girl afterwards. But I can understand, like, I would never do that. But I can understand how he, living in that bubble, thought, oh, this is okay. And a lot of people did. That's how he got away. Do you think no one ever heard of this? And the reason I said that is because of this. I've seen many comedians. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy Raw. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. He was on Bill Cosby. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a comedian that kind of rebroke the story recently. Yes. So I think this was a known thing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. I guess the work is so strong for me that it outweighs what he did. And I don't know. I don't know what kind of person that makes me. I don't know. I'm a woman living through the Me Too movement and generation, and seeing you know, perhaps every generation sees strides in the the issues that affect them. But I see this and much different way that I just can't divorce myself from. And it's funny too because me as a person, like I said, <laughs> I told Tiara from like 11, never let anybody get a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, when I think of all the close, all the things that could have gone the other way when I was living in Chicago when I was 18. Yeah, like when my son started liking girls, I told him like, listen, you know, you got to go at their pace. Mm-hmm. You can never force yourself, force them to do anything they don't want to do. And you can't guilt them, and you can't. Right. I mean, so these I'm conversations not, I had with Joseph. Like, these are the conversations I've had with my boy. Mm-hmm. So someone like Bill Cosby is complete 180 to what my personality as a parent has, even as a young person. Mm-hmm. I was never the type of person who forced you to do anything. If you didn't want to do anything, then mm-hmm. that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I've had some awkward situations. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about one. No, I'm yeah. It's like, um, wait, are you sure? We're almost there. No. So, you know, but the, the Cosby show holds such a special place, so it's hard for me mm-hmm. to divorce myself from that show. Not that I have the option now, because like I said, it's you gone. can't find it Oof. anywhere. And that brings me to another theory that she discusses, that um, all works of art are embedded in the time and place of their creation. And so to understand them, that is the only social context we need. All we need to understand our love for the Cosby show is the way you perceived it, that coming up, that was mm. that that is why that show is meaningful to you. That's all to try to impose um, 
or insert our beliefs, what, 20 years, 30 years later, mm. um, we shouldn't do that or we can't still enjoy the work. Well, here's the thing. So, again, I asked the question. So we can't find the Cosby show anywhere. Right. I listen to satellite radio. They still play R. Kelly's music. Mm-hmm. Oh, they sure do. What is the difference? There isn't one. I, I, I mean, I find them equally. What is the difference? Reprehensible. But perhaps, I don't know, when they play it on sal- satellite radio, when they play the music on satellite radio, is he still benefiting financially from of that? Of course. Is he? It dep- you know, if he wrote the song, right? Like, I'm, well, I need my musicians to, to weigh in on this, if there's any musicians that listen to the podcast. Um, if you, you get publishing, mm-hmm. so every time they play your song, you get something. Mm-hmm. And that's why they tell you don't stream it. Mm-hmm. You okay. know, if you stream his music, he's getting paid off it. So how how is it okay for Sirius Satellite Radio to play R. Kelly music, mm-hmm. but we can't get reruns of a Cos- the Cosby Show? Right. And they could come back. I mean, reruns of R- Roseanne came back pretty quick. And it's kind of apples and oranges. And, you know. Is it? <laughs> is it when, well, you're, when you're putting Jewish people in the oven? Dressed as well, I, no, but I mean, <laughs> Roseanne's white. Maybe that's a difference. You think? I don't know, because Roman Polanski's white. You see what I'm saying? And I, Well, yeah, but I mean, he's still celebrated as an artist. Yeah. People are still making his movies. Well, you know, I mean, I try not to make everything about race, so I don't know. I make I everything about race. Like I, <laughs> Like I, like I said, R. Kelly's music is still playing. Chris Brown is still popular. Mm-hmm. These are people who've had problems in their personal lives, and people now, for Chris Brown, look past them. I know women that still listen to R. Kelly music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because back perhaps... Bring back the Cosby Show. <laughs> <laughs> um, engaging critically with a work is different from endorsing the morality of the artist. Hmm... So I have a friend on Facebook, loves R. Kelly, and he kind of posed a question about him. And I think his view is, I can listen to the music and not endorse the type of person he is. I just find that so difficult with him. Because he's singing about children. <laughs> or women locked up in his basement. Possibly, yes. That's the problem. He made love songs. Mm-hmm. You know he, what I'm and, saying? And he, he made a video called Locked in the Closet. It's called Trapped in the Closet, and it was okay. a masterpiece. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so listen, I got a great, great story about Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that came out the year we moved down here, 2005. And they were releasing chapters. Oh, I, damn, mm-hmm. I love Trapped in the Closet. Damn you, R. Kelly. <laughs> I love Trapped in the Closet. And there was one episode that had just come out um, back in the day. Even 2005, right? Music sometimes would drop in the South before it came to New York. Mm-hmm. And we were driving down here moving, and they released this new episode of Trapped in the Closet. And one of these episodes, you find out that the woman who was cheating on her husband, the husband was really cheating on her too, but it was with a man, right? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he goes, he's like, what does he say? I believe he said, you know, I can't believe it's a man <laughs> or something like that. And we were driving, Tiara was in the back seat, 
And I was like, man, that surprised me. <laughs> Tiara from the backseat. Me too. <laughs> Bless her sweet little heart. I love Trapped in a... Damn, you are, Kelly. There's so many songs that I love from him that I, I just don't feel right listening to. Mm -hmm. Well, she... A question is that came up was, would we even have some of these works of art if these creators were entirely pure or virtuous? And in our Kelly's case specifically, I mean, you, you, what you learn about him growing up is tragic and sad and probably not all that uncommon, but... There's uh, reasons for the behavior. But there's... Not excuses. I'm, not excuses at all, but, you know, could we get that body of work from someone who did not experience... Who, who didn't go through something. No. I always say, and I consider R. Kelly to be a genius, musically. Um, same thing with Kanye West. Um, Woody Allen was a comedic genius, right? These are geniuses. If you ever notice, there's something always wrong with them. Something is wired wrong. They get on drugs. Just think of all the, the great singers of our lifetime. Something is going on in your mind. There's too much going on. So that, that might be spot on. Maybe if he didn't grow up like that, we wouldn't get those great songs. Or maybe if Tom Cruise wasn't a Scientologist, we wouldn't get The Last Samurai. <laughs> That's right. You have to listen to episode eight to know what we're talking about. So catch up. <laughs> The Flagler Palm Coast High School boys basketball team is currently fundraising for the 2020-2021 season. Due to the pandemic, donations are down and traditional fundraising efforts are limited. The team is looking for contributors who would like to adopt a bulldog this season. With a $170 donation, you provide a tracksuit, team shirt, gym bag, and contribution toward new home jerseys for one member of the FPC Boys JV or Varsity team. Those interested in adopting a Bulldog or making a donation in any amount can reach out to us at the Strongly Worded Podcast or contact Flagler Palm Coast High School directly. FPC contact information will be listed in our show notes and checks can be made out to FPC with Boys Basketball Donation listed on the memo line. Flagler Palm Coast Boys Basketball appreciates you. So the question becomes, is this work of art asking me to be complicit in the artist's monstrosity? I don't think it is. I think sometimes it is. I think that's why you can't listen to R. Kelly. Mmm. And it's probably one reason why you can watch The Cosby Show, if you could find it anywhere, because that what happened is so far out of the realm of what you would ever do or how you would ever behave. That is a great... No, but I just think it's a great point because The Cosby Show has nothing to do with rape at all. No. Yet these love songs, you don't know if he's talking about a grown woman or a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. That is a fantastic point. Thank you, Geraldine. No, her name wasn't. No, thank you, Constance Grady. Yeah, I mean, that... For taking us there. Yeah, I mean, I've never even thought about it on that deep of a level. But it makes sense. Um, which is why I think people take this on a case-by-case -case mm -hmm. basis. 
I think if Chris Brown would have been 30 years old beating a woman mm -hmm. like Johnny Depp, mm -hmm. it would have been a bigger problem than when he was 18, 19, mm -hmm. maybe not really even understanding his emotions and how it got to that and going, getting convicted and going to community service and going through counseling. And who knows if he's a better, better man, but we've never seen anything like that again. And so you give a young person maybe the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. where you wouldn't give, a, like today, if James Ryan was beating his wife, he might not be the icon. Right. Or then maybe he would because of some of the songs he made, they were so uplifting. Mm -hmm. And they have nothing to do, like you said, with his personal life, with how his, he was. Yeah. She ends the article by saying that the philosophy and analysis is great and all. Um, but the bottom line really seems to be that we don't want monsters to benefit financially. We have, overwhelmingly, we have no wish to make them more rich or more famous. And that point, and I don't know that I, I do kind of consider Tom Cruise a monster. His, his relationship with Scientology is destructive and abusive and... Um, and I don't separate it. And I don't really have any, he doesn't mean it. His work doesn't really mean anything to me. And I don't really have any desire to make him more rich or more famous. Maybe we should just do a whole podcast of you just trashing poor Tom. Poor Tom Cruise. He is no, not poor Tom Cruise. I mean, so when it comes to religion. It is not a religion. It's a cult. When it comes. Um, to, fight me. When it comes to religion. <laughs> not a religion I'm, it's a cult it's what he believes no i don't i don't i don't research people's religious beliefs so i don't know you'll have to educate me on scientology okay yet when you do i will still watch the last time you will first. be aware i'm going to watch the next 80 mission impossible yeah. that come out that's cool i mean i'm not sure it's fair to chastise someone on their religious beliefs Okay, but it's, we'll call it a religious belief. We'll call it a religion, but it's is, a religion based on, that has to do with a lot of abuse. So what is the abuse? I mean, I don't know about Scientology at all. I so. mean, sci we're not talking about Jesus, right? We're talking about um, situations where, for instance, um, uh, personal relationships are to be avoided. So very often parents don't raise their own children. We're talking about a situation where um, it, it's something to be escaped. Once you get to a certain part, a certain height in, in the cult, you, you don't just walk out the door and say, I'm, you know, I'm not coming to services today. You have to, it, it's to be escaped. Katie Holm literally planned and executed an escape. Do we know this to be a fact? Yes, we know this to be a fact. She said this. She oh. said what she can say. She said, what, she, she said as much as we can say. She, she has NDA? full custody of her daughter. Does she have an NDA or something mm -hmm. like that? Ah, uh, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when you do leave the, we'll call it a religion, <laughs> you're shunned, right? So, mm -hmm. so Tom does not have a relationship with his daughter, with Katie Holmes. He doesn't see her at all? He doesn't see her at all. It's been years. Really? Really. Is that a fact? That's a fact. Wow. 
But it, does he talk to his kids the end with Nicole Kidman? Like they, they... Because Nicole left Scientology, so she is a suppressive person, and her kids are not to have a relationship with people outside of Scientology. Okay, now I'm confused. Hmm? She left Scientology. Mm-hmm. But her kids live with Tom Cruise? Yeah, those the two adopted children really? stayed with Tom Cruise and stayed in. They were older well, we when this a, went down. We need a whole podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> on Tom. Um, we do. Wow. And there are lots of people involved in Scientology. And Scientology if you, if, is really a business. And if you bring in the money, then you are protected from certain things. Do you know about Danny Masterson? Danny Masterson no. is the actor from The Ranch. Who ruined The Ranch? He ruined The Ranch. And yeah, guess I... who protected him for years? Who? Scientology. Man, listen. And I... their use of, of, am... of intimidation and fear tactics to keep people quiet is demonstrated over and over again and shows like this one that Leah Remini. Yeah, she, I've seen her document. I, I haven't seen it, but... You watched it? Yeah, every episode. Is it good? It's very good. The first season is the best because it's it becomes repetitive. The stories are the same over and over and over again. Oh, now I'm going to have to check this out. So, yeah, it is. It's tough for me to separate I'm glad Tom you brought Cruise, up the actor. Mm. He's on my list. I made a list. Because The Ranch. was so good. It was so Oh, it was so good. It was so good. And I, one, of my, one of my very good friends, Dave, I've been trying to get him to watch The Ranch. Because I'm like, Dave, mm. the dude from so the good. ranch is you, the father? Yeah. He's you. Yeah. Conservative dude who makes fun of it. Mm-hmm. He, he is you. Yeah. Forced to live in this modern world. Yes. Gets a, like, a girlfriend <laughs> with pesky beliefs. <laughs> they can't even agree on drugs. Exactly. It is very good. It, it is so well written. It is so well performed. And then when they kicked him off, I didn't watch it anymore. Oh, I cried when Rooster died. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Shit. I'll edit that out. Uh, the I last cried. I seen, the last I had saw that, you know, his car went over the thing or whatever. And I was just like, oh, man. I know I did, but I, I finished watching it. I watched the whole thing. It's not the same without him. It was different, but it, different so isn't always bad. They canceled him immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately. And, and so do you think we should do that, though? Yes, that's a good question. And I guess that is really where we're headed with this conversation is cancel culture. And so at what point do we do that? I don't know. He, so he was accused of rape. Three. I think there were three. Okay. So he's multiple. A, so at this point, he has not been convicted. He has not yet been convicted. Okay. Should you lose your job because you were accused of rape? Donald Trump has only been accused of sexual assault, of rape, mm-hmm. and we elected him president. So I think most people would say that accusations are not enough. Yet he lost his job. He did recently. I mean, you know, I don't know if that was an overriding reason or. No, that's the reason. Those you think that's the. For Danny Matt. Oh, oh Trump. no, 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 Trump. Oh, Trump lost his job because he's a bad president. <laughs> but yeah, but Danny Masterson did lose his job. And so, in a regular world, okay, let's say you're working in an office and the accounts receivable person is accused of rape. Do they get fired? I mean, do they? I, I don't know. I don't know. 
uh, I would share something about my own work environment right now, but I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I listen, mean, you know, people do things, and you know, if you have a background check, they get caught. But there's people with DUIs and mm -hmm. who've done bad things working right now. Mm -hmm. So do we hold celebrities to a higher standard than we do? Just oh, no. We, hold, we don't hold them to a higher standard. We you, excuse so many things. You, you, I think it's a very recent, a very new idea that we're holding them to any kind of a standard. Okay, so now in today's society, though, mm -hmm. he's accused of rape, not convicted, just accused. And he can't work now. No. I don't know. Multiple accusations. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Multiple accusations. That, that's the same. Stories for years. Stories are stories, though. Those are, those are, that's not proven. You know what I mean? Like, so should he lose his job is the question. I'm okay with him losing his job. What if he is proven innocent? Then he'll have a great victory tour. Uh, you're right. I mean, you're right. Yeah, I mean, this is no, what I'm I saying. Know. Like, I mean... So we still talk about Michael Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Even though he was acquitted. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? O.J. Simpson was acquitted. Is it fair is the question. Yeah, O.J. Simpson was acquitted. I, I, but I watched, you know, me and my dad <laughs> watched that court trial. Mm-hmm every night mm -hmm. it was like the best yeah, tv show ever i just moved to back to michigan from chicago and didn't have a job or anything yet got <laughs> dropped off at the apartment where i'd be living because i was a monster at home <laughs> after living away for a, couple, a few years right and i watched all day every day we watched that all night on court tv and oj got acquitted because the prosecution didn't do a good job the prosecution did a lousy job. But if you're innocent, you're innocent. It's the country you live in, right? Now, he he was a social. He's not innocent. He was found not guilty. Okay, <laughs> that, that is. I have my th I have my theories on OJ. Theories um, that you think he didn't do it? Uh, no. Okay. Theories that he couldn't have done it by himself. Because I remember them saying that Ron Goldman was almost decapitated. Mm-hmm. So during that time you're decapitating this man, what is Nicole Brown doing? Probably jumping on his back. If that's the case, he'd have more scratches on his back. I think, you know, I don't want to get sued, but I've always thought that he was involved in the murders and had help, always. Now, who, did, who helped him? I don't know. Hmm. Just based on the evidence, what they said happened, because she would have had to really been in bad shape if he killed her first, if he killed him first and almost cut his head off, like, why didn't you run? Mm. Because her kids were upstairs. Run, run in the house and call 911. What was stopping her from, something had to be stopping her. Now she slipped in his blood because she was barefoot. We're off from a tangent. You know, we're, we're now a real. <laughs> I know, now we're a, a true crime podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean. Even people now who get acquitted, like Michael Jackson is always going to be seen as a pedophile to some people, mm -hmm. no matter what. And I still listen to Michael Jackson's music. Oh, listen, Michael Jackson is never going away from streaming. I love Michael Jackson. Um, I'm glad he was acquitted. That I don't have to make that moral decision. Mm -hmm. um, so thank God for that. 
But I, I, um, I often think, is it fair that what we do to some of the celebrities, like, should they just lose their job straight away? Or should they keep working until we know for sure what they've done? Like Johnny Depp now has lost his job. Now he's going to get paid. Mm -hmm. He's going to get paid from J.K. Rowling, who's problematic herself, is she not? Yep. Her tweets. She's on the list. I mean, and I love Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Like Not my jam, but I can appreciate. Have you ever read the books? No. I mean, it, they just never sounded interesting to me. Not my genre. But I, I definitely can. But I don't knock her. Like, I can appreciate that they are fantastic. I love Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, as you say, I have a story for everything, and I have a story for this, too. I remember seeing kids read these Harry Potter books on the subway, mm-hmm. going to school mm-hmm. when I was going to work in New York. And I thought to myself, man, those must be some really good kids' books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one day I saw an adult reading The Goblet of Fire, which I want to say is the third book, and it looks like the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's like 500-something mm-hmm. pages, <laughs> right? And I was like, that's odd. You know, I wonder if they're reading this book just because their kids are reading it. And then a week later, I saw like four more adults reading these books. Mm-hmm. So then I started reading them. And my, me, and, me and Ebony read those things and saw every movie. Mm-hmm. Her tweets about transgender people are problematic. They are. I have a daughter who is uh, non-conforming, right? Good job. So that's problematic for me mm-hmm. on a personal level. Um, because I understand all that my, 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 she said I can call her my daughter as long as I recognize that she's non-conforming, which I do, Tiara. <laughs> <laughs> um, the things you have to go through when you're realizing that's who you are mm-hmm. is tough and can be problematic for some, can cause you know, emotional issues for some, especially if their family doesn't support them. She need she needn't be out here tweeting stuff about that. Right. Like you don't get to judge. So she's problematic. And I and I honestly think, well, I don't know. You know, we live in a country that doesn't care too much about LGBTQ, so she might still rake in the dough. But Do you does it change how you feel about the work? Can Not, you still enjoy the books? Oh, I can, I can still enjoy the work. Yeah, I mean, I, I can still enjoy the work. If she wrote a new one, would you buy it? That's a good question. So like, if she wrote Harry Potter number eight, would I go, oh, man. Man. I mean. Would you borrow it from the library? Me, I'll put it this way. Me and Tiara still eat Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And That's pretty problematic. Problematic. Them chicken I got to tell you the truth. I didn't want pictures with the cow when Chick-fil-A you, came wow. to that. You are. You are. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want it on my personal Facebook page. I, wow. I removed tags. Man. Mm-hmm. Sue, you are. I commend you. <laughs> That's tough, man. I mean, because here's how I look at that, right? So you got an owner of a Chick-fil-A. They've contributed to some organizations that really don't like homosexuality, mm-hmm. right? However, little Lucy who works at the, in that Chick-fil-A from FBC don't know nothing about that. Right. If I don't go there, Lucy don't got a job. So 
I used to love the Chick-fil-A in Wilson, North Carolina. They're franchises. Mm-hmm. And the woman who owns the two Chick-fil-A's in Wilson, now there's two in Wilson, mm-hmm. North Carolina. There was one at the time. Is an out lesbian. Wow. She is uh, extremely committed to the Wilson community and does a ton of charitable work through Chick-fil-A that gives money and backpacks. And you know, she uses her business you know, to better but, her community. And how does she feel? I've never, ever known her to ever speak publicly about it. And we weren't friends in that kind yeah. of way that I could ask her. Because I would want to know, how do you feel? Because if I was homosexual, I would not. But then again, them Chick-fil-A's print money. So I don't know. I mean, does she, is she brilliant and, and changing the organization from the bottom up? Is she saying you can have your beliefs but so can i is she does she hate herself she doesn't seem to hate herself or who she is i wonder if like in the gay community would they think she was a sellout for franchising a chick-fil-a oh, man but she is responsible for so much good yeah i mean so much good like it so sounds much like good. it but that's tough. and mentoring kids and <laughs> you know I, well, if she owns one, she has I, a I feel a lot better about my nuggets and my <laughs> Chick-fil-A Chick sauce. I don't know the same to be true about the owner of the Palm Coast Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but I have a pretty strong suspicion that the person who um, I connected with to bring them to the game that day mm -hmm. is, homosexual. is possibly a homosexual. There you go. Totally from the uh, yeah, totally stereo. I mean, I am, yeah. I am one hundred percent, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> doing what we should not do, and I am looking in a very superficial and stereotypical Sometimes way. But know. I would believe that he is a homosexual. Sometimes you know. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know, but nah, he knows. <laughs> nah. But I mean, you know, it's just endlessly fascinating to me. So you don't eat a Chick Fil A. I have my kids still eat there from time to time. Mm -hmm. uh, I typically will make a different suggestion. Really? Mm -hmm. Anthony loves Chick Fil A. He does. I know. And Carolyn, you know what Carolyn tells him? What? I like my chicken without homophobia. Is that? Did, did he even respond to that? Like, I don't. I, he was probably like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. My daughter has definitely <laughs> inherited uh, my sense of activism. I hope that it serves her well, but it, it she there are plenty of gray areas, and I hope that she learns to understand that too. There but. is no question she is your daughter. <laughs> I hope you mean that as a compliment. I do. Because sometimes people don't. I, I do, but <laughs> I've had several conversations with her <laughs> in which I say to myself, you are definitely... Sue's daughter. <laughs> you know, uh, LGTB, I can't say it. LGTBQ. Thank you. Um, those types of issues were the first ones that became important to me growing up. Growing up in the theater, I had oh. a lot of, in, in dance, I had a lot of gay friends. Mm -hmm. I was a person that they felt comfortable coming out to even in middle and high school. Mm -hmm. um, my first act of activism <laughs> was mm -hmm. writing a letter to the editor of the Flint Journal without clearing it with my parents and signing my name to it, Funny. stating that the closure of a teen club that had a night specific uh, mm. for, you know, gay teen, teens, 
that that closure was wrong and why I thought closing that or condemning that night was wrong. Um, so yeah, I have a hard time. I have, I do. I have a hard time with the Chick-fil-A. Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, that's a... but listen, we, we started making a list. I think it would be fun to talk about some of these names. Yeah. Like, like, like let's see. I'll I put... know it's really dark in here. Hold no, on. I'm going to turn this light on. I can't see. Mm-hmm. What is that? But... Um, one of my all-time favorite actors. Who's that? Kevin Spacey. Oh, man. That one Did it break truly your, broke that, my heart. That had to break your heart. That really that broke was, my heart. So. So incredibly talented. Such a gifted, gifted performer. I and am. as a, a, a former, a recovering actress, as I <laughs> joke. <sighs> I'm a Kevin Spacey fan. And at the time this was going on, I was hugely into um, House of Cards. Mm-hmm. We all were. And when that happened, I was just like, come on, man. And his handling of it was so piss poor. I'm sorry. Let me deflect this whole situation by saying, hey, I'm gay. And make it about him coming out of the closet instead of him. <laughs> Listen. So he, disappointing. He's another one. They got him out of here mm-hmm. so quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now, if the usual suspects come on, can you watch it? It's a tough one. My favorite one is actually Pay It Forward and uh, American Beauty. Those are all good. All good. Can you watch the usual suspect? Can you watch the Kevin Spacey movie? Can, I haven't so, tried yet. So you can't because you can't. Divorce to Scientology. No, I really, I don't know that I can. And, I, I don't know that I could watch this movie anymore. Oh, man, that's tough. I, I haven't tried yet. Like, I, I set that one aside. I did watch the last season of House of Cards. Sorry. I could have continued to watch a show about his wife. She yeah, was outstanding. She, she was outstanding. Outstanding. I've loved her since she was on, on Soap Opera Calls. Yes, Santa Barbara. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah. So, she um, um, narrated a movie, um, was part of a movie that a friend of mine made about yeah. uh, conflict minerals in Congo. Yeah, she, she, she's very good. Yeah. Man. And she's never really spoken about him. Nah, I, I think she tried to... Sidestepped out a little. You got to stay out of the fray. Like, you know, you, no kidding, but I bet she's on a group chat. I bet there's a sub chat. <laughs> there is a House of Cards sub chat, if not where one, they, several. Where they are killing that guy. Where they are killing that guy. He ruined everything. He ruined everything. So, yeah, man. That one did. It broke my heart. How about Ricky Schroeder? Not that he's so relevant or whatever, but. So here's the thing about Ricky Schroeder. And if, if for those of you who don't know, he's on the list for a couple reasons. Um, but his donating toward the bail of Kyle Rittenhouse is what he is in the news for right now. And in speaking about why he did it, he references uh, him being arrested or for hitting a previous girlfriend by saying, I didn't do it. My reputation was slandered. This is a kid who is not a murderer who needed some help because it could affect the rest of his life. So here's the thing. Canceled. <laughs> no more Silver Spoons reruns for me. 
<laughs> no NYPD blue. None of it. That guy, that blonde-haired, he wasn't even the best one on Silver Spoons. I would say it was Jason Bateman. Oh, Jason Bateman is the star. Yeah. Um, so he, that's just disappointing to me. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if I can cancel someone based on them just being an idiot. Like that, like. I'm not going to pay ten dollars to go not that i ever would i realize what i'm about to say <laughs> is stupid ladies and gentlemen but just say his career were to have some type of jason bateman style resurgence <laughs> i am not paying to see anything when he when i am angry at him for using his money and, to bail out a kid who murdered two people and injured critically injured a third saying he's innocent so i have a couple of thoughts on this said what I said I don't have a problem with this kid being bailed out because I don't think people who are arrested for crime should be in jail until they're tried none of them I think you know in extreme cases yes that the murder of two people is not an extreme case crossing state lines with a firearm do we think he's going to do that again? Like, if he's going to get out of jail and do that again? Like, because I I, need, I think we need bail reform. And I don't know if he's the guy to speak on that about. But I don't... You want to use your money to bail him out, then use your money to bail him out. To me, you're just being an idiot. And to me, you know, for you to say that this kid, oh, is going to influence... He killed two people. Mm-hmm. Like, his life is already ruined. The only reason he's doing anything is because people like you and your ilk, people of your, your ilk mm-hmm. are helping him. Yep. So, I, I, even when I saw that article, I was like, well, he, it didn't really move me because I just don't, that's Ricky Schroeder's personal beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, he doesn't commit that's not him committing a crime nope it's not that's just you disagreeing with the type of person he is yep and i'm not gonna buy a ticket to his movies well he doesn't he doesn't have any i realize it's stupid but the point is the same i'm not gonna i would not contribute so to enriching him financially when i find what he did to be pretty outside of the realm of what i want to support Hey, it's my money. No, I get it. I only go to like one movie a year anyway. (laughs) So I don't think anybody's hurting. I mean, there's so many uh, actors who are problematic, though. There are. That's what this whole conversation's about. And do we not see all of these people's movies because we don't like their personal beliefs? Well, it's like you said before. There's a, I guess, a scale that has to, I mean, it has to be our own moral compass. And, you know, like, I don't think I could divorce myself from the Cosby issues and you can, hmm. you know? Yeah, but I think that, I think that's more of a social thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I will also never again drink a sip of Black Rifle coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Do you I'm know not... my story about this? 
No, yes, you told me, but I, I'm I'm not a coffee drinker, so I didn't even know what that meant. But do, do do you know how I know about what Black Rifle Coffee is? Aside from the T-shirt on Kyle Rittenhouse, you had it recently, right? Yeah, my the nurse that took such great care of my family while my dad was in hospice got you Black Rifle Coffee. Brought from home a bag of Black Rifle Coffee and brewed us a pot because she's a kind and wonderful woman who taught us how to help my father die. So I wanted to order some more to put in the gift bag that we're taking to the hospice, and I can't buy it. You, oh, my goodness. I'm not buying it. She There's, liked, first off, this she, kid, she they went it. to Kyle Rittenhouse and said, we want you to be, we want you to endorse our product. Yeah, I mean. I'm not doing it. I will buy her some wonderful coffee and thank her, but I'm not supporting that company with my money. She's getting folders. <laughs> I'll get her some Dunkin'. Listen, I know you want a black rifle, but this Maxwell House is just the same. It's just as good. And it's not problematic. Um, who else is on my list that we haven't? We've really, Ellen DeGeneres, semi-canceled for a minute, but do you think? Possibly going to battle back? Does she treat her staff badly? Like, I mean, I mean to me. Saying. I mean, do you, but her personality is being this, be kind, be kind, be kind. Like, that's her, her whole shtick is about being kind. And then you find out that there's this whole other side of how she runs that She's business. She's a pain in the ass boss. But I, I think that the people who experienced it think that it's beyond pain in the ass. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just asking what we I, think. I mean... I'm not saying that I'm not ever going to watch Ellen again. I'm just saying, what do you think? I, I think we're going too far. That's what I think. I think at times now, you know, the difference between criminal action and, and being, know, a, being a jerk a at jerk. work. Okay. Yeah. I can accept that. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I remember they, they released a video once of Christian Bale. Mm. Excuse me. He was mm -hmm. on the, no, the Batman set. Just acting a fool, mm -hmm. cursing and whatever. And I thought to myself, you know what? If you're gonna give me that performance, <laughs> well, what about what about what's his name? Mel Gibson. Oh no. No, oh, no, no. Come, he wasn't just acting a fool. Come on now, Mel. Sugar tits. Mel Mel Gibson's out of here. That dude had some serious racial rants. Racial, anti-Semitic. I mean, we can't like. But sexist. Here's the thing, though. I will not watch anything new of Mel Gibson. Mm -hmm. but, but you'll it, still watch the old but stuff. Damn it! If Braveheart comes <laughs> on, freedom. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's just so difficult, you know. But you know, actually, I, now that I'm thinking of it, I haven't watched a Mel Gibson movie in a long time, mm -hmm. and I used to be a big fan. That that was a bad one for me, because mm -hmm. um, I like all the Lethal Weapons. Mm -hmm. I like. I, I liked. The Passion of the Christ. Oh, that, that was, was so good. Excellent movie. Yep. Actually, me, my mother-in-law, and Ed went to see that. And we had to sit like two rows from the front. It was packed. And we were like crying at the end of mm -hmm. it. It was so good. Mm -hmm. And loved the, loved the Patriot. Mm -hmm. Oh, loved the Patriot. Excellent movies. Yep. And I haven't watched them since they've been on. Mm -mm. So I actually lied. If Braveheart was on, I probably wouldn't watch it. No. Because I haven't. I've turned past it because of it. Because he, I can't separate the two. Then that sucks. We found one. Uh, yeah. That, and it's Mel Gibson. Yeah. Man. Mm. So that, I mean, I don't... Oh, 
it's tough when you think of these guys. But anything that's like race related, that's tough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anything I, that's sexual assault related is tough for me. When Roseanne, that stuff came out, I stopped watching. And I was a big Roseanne fan. Me too. And when the reboot came on, I watched that. Me too. And I stopped, then they fired her, and I watched it again. Mm-hmm. Me too. Exactly. And it's, I like it. It's I'm not mad at it. Because they had a, you know, a great ensemble. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. But I think overall, though, and I think it's filtered down even to regular people, I think cancel culture just gotten too out of control. Um, I think even on a local level, on a lesser level, when friends now disagree, we cancel each other. I wondered if we were going to come around to this. And, 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 and I'm, it's been on my mind <laughs> because I've been canceled by a couple of friends. Me too. Um, for saying things. And, and I just think it's the culture that we live in mm-hmm. um, rather than hanging in and having the tough conversations. That we just cut bait and run. Mm -hmm. And I think we do that with stars too. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you know, luckily for Chris Brown, we were able to have tough conversations. You know, oh, oh, he beat up his girlfriend. He's a jerk. Oh, wait a minute. He saw his mom being abused. This happened. This happened. Well, maybe we should hold up, you know. Get him some help. Right. Instead of just canceling him. And I don't think we even do that enough in our normal lives. I, I mean, think. I think that there was a lot of that conversation when Kobe Bryant died. Yes. He was accused of rape, and people kept bringing it up when he died for no reason. Like, that's a part of his story, I guess. But when a man dies with his daughter on a, in a tragic plane crash, do we, do we bring that up? He wasn't convicted even. Did it, I don't even think that didn't even go to trial. Well, there was a, I think, a settlement, and there was some admission on his part to misconduct. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm always of the mindset. See, I don't know. It's like, I can't speak for ladies. I always get confused as a man. Like, if Tiara was raped, we're taking it to trial. Mm-hmm. I'm not accepting him no money, not a dime. You're going to be judged by... if, if my if, if something happened and Ed was somewhere and someone raped her, that person could be the richest person in the world. I want you to go to jail. So I don't know if we can judge people on settlements. Hmm. Sometimes a, cele- a celebrity will do a settlement for a different reason than me or you. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about their career, their reputation. They but- want to make and in some of those situations too, the celebrity isn't just the celebrity. I mean, uh, I, me, if I was my 20, 21, 22 year old self mm-hmm. that came up against this up and coming celebrity that a whole team of people are vested in keeping a certain image and a certain not int- I mean, like that trajectory is not to be changed. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of pressure and a lot of intimidation on the shoulders of that girl, of that, of of the accused, of the accuser, and uh, and I'm not saying in every case, but I I think it's very easy for us to swallow and not have to have some of the hard conversations to say, oh well, she took the money. Mm. Sometimes that's our only choice. 
Oh man, I got. Why? Why? Why is that the only choice? Because when you are an acute, when you are, I hate to use the word victim, but when you are embattled in a sexual assault case, mm-hmm. what goes on trial is not just what happened when it happened. No, your reputation goes on trial. Everything. And everybody doesn't come from a family like the Hamptons. Not everybody has that support system. Look at what happened to the the woman who was raped behind the dumpster and those two passersby on the bike basically, what, held the guy down. Oh, that was a horrible story. But he was a swimmer. Brock. Brock. Oh. The, Tanner. And Brock. T- he Turner. Like two, and he got like two days in jail? And he got like two days in jail. She was the one. Her whole character was put on trial, and he was talked about as a swimmer with a promising future. Well, that- That's why women settle. Because sometimes it's the best they got. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you settle, then we can't say the man is guilty. Right. So if you settle, I get it. Like, I'm not... Only you and that man knows what happened. Mm -hmm. But when Kobe Bryant dies in a plane crash, I don't want to hear about the rape. Because he, he didn't go to trial. Now, when Bill Cosby dies, and you want to say comedian who was later found guilty of rape you have every right to because he was found guilty so i'm not i I don't know if it's fair i think in kobe's instance in particular Mm -hmm. whatever happened did affect him in that and never we never read about it again right he really did some fantastic things with his life he did and it was a chapter yeah. We don't have to pretend like it didn't happen. Yes, but that's not part of his obituary. Yeah, and, I, and, I see and, that. And, and, and that's, that's the issue people have with Gail King. Yeah. I mean, that's not part of his obituary. To me. Is it part of O.J. Simpson's obituary? It's going to be. Because he went to trial and we saw some things. And yes, he was not convicted, but we know why. We know why he wasn't convicted. It wasn't because, it was because the prosecution was terrible. Yeah. And he had a great defense team. And that happens sometimes. Yeah. But it's he, gonna, accuse murderer O.J. Simpson, is, that's gonna be for him for the rest of his life. I mean, there are people that have brought these kinds of issues up as former presidents have died and said, I can't, you know, feel sorry for a man who supported x y and z or even you know like ellen hanging out with w at the football game um but yeah i mean your friends are who your friends are i got friends who voted for trump so i know don't cancel me (laughs) so before we wrap up i thought so we don't end the episode feeling icky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, some a friend of mine has a wonderful podcast she and her her friend um, have a wonderful po- podcast that I enjoy a lot called what a creep and each episode they talk about someone who's a creep but they end the episode with talking about someone who's not a creep so that you don't walk away just feeling <laughs> icky. so I thought maybe we could talk about a couple people who you would never want to separate their personal life from their work because they're Awesome. Because they're good people? Because they're good people. You know some of them? Dolly Parton. Oh, 
It's so funny you said I was on Twitter the other day, and someone wrote something about Dolly Parton, and like how she's so aware of who she is, and she's like, "I like my legends unproblematic." That was the exact quote. I love it. And it was about Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. That is so crazy that you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dolly Parton's great. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Another good guy. You never hear anything bad about nothing, him. Nothing bad about Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Paul Newman. He was a good guy. Another good guy. I mean, you know, Sidney Poitier. Mm. That's a good mm. one. Can't say Morgan Freeman. We can't? No, man. He was like accused of dating his granddaughter. Oh, crap. That's but I don't right. Know, but, so. I don't want to talk about that. Right. I can't handle well, any more well, of those. Sidney Poitier. Um... <laughs> Denzel Washington. Yeah. He's a good guy. Um, who else? I don't know. There's a lot of good people out there. There's we a just, lot of good people out there. We just seem to focus on all of that. Well, and it's easy to do that right now. I mean, we have so much at our fingertips that make us be able to be these keyboard warriors one way or another. We're going through a real crazy time. And, and, you're right. Cancel culture is trickling into our local, personal, day-to-day -day friendships and relationships. Yeah. And even though we have this ability to be even more connected and have information at our fingertips, we seem to become less able to have actual relationships. Yeah. One day we'll have to talk about that. It was life better before the internet. I like that. All right, I think we should leave it with that, and we'll come back to it. So, listeners around the world, um, I hope that you are already part of our Facebook group so you can discuss this episode with us when we drop it on Strongly Worded Wednesday. If you're not, please get on Facebook right now and search for the Strongly Worded Pod group. And if you ask to join, we'll let you in as long as your name on Facebook isn't Porny McPornerson or something <laughs> like that. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at strongly worded pod on Snapchat, though. I don't even know how to open Snapchat yet. So don't find <laughs> us there. Find us on Instagram or on Twitter at strongly worded P. If you have uh, something you'd like to say to us, something you'd like to ask us, a suggestion for a topic, anything like that, you can always email us at stronglywordedpod at gmail.com and let's not forget our website stronglywordedpod.com yeah dot com i shouldn't say that like it's a question <laughs> it's a statement um and if you listen to us on itunes or anywhere that they allow you to leave a review leaving us a five-star review will help us get seen by more people um if you hate us send us an email <laughs> do not leave a review we will fix the problems <laughs> all right johnny it's been uh, a good conversation i think yes back on our sunday evening slot yes nice because tuesday we have business that's right and i'm sure it'll come up <laughs> to talk about it in the future all right thanks for listening everybody i think that was good yeah the Strongly Worded Podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Savannah.